In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Ooh, we have one hell of an episode for you guys today. But before we should issue just a bit of a trigger warning or a content warning, um, we're going to be talking about surgeries, cosmetic surgeries, our uh, personal opinions and um, experiences with those things. They are not a judgment on anything you guys do. If you have just gone through surgery, if you went through surgery once, if you're thinking about surgery, do not feel judged by us. These are just the things that are going on in our heads. And if you have any thoughts, you can always DM us those after the episode. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you'd have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I'm Emily. And today we're talking all about plastic surgery, including mm-hmm. our own personal experiences with it and sharing your listener submitted thoughts. How this all started, though, is um, I got an injury last week on my face. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to go too much into it, but you can see the story on my Instagram. I got an injury walking my dog from his teeth and <laughs> she fell and his his mouth was just right open. I fell directly onto his canine. Yeah. Onto my canine's canine. And then had to get stitches. And I had to get stitches. Yeah. And my my puppy we're working on the nipping, but um I did have to get stitches in my face and I was really scared that it was going to leave a nasty scar. Mm-hmm. Um And I had a plastic surgeon look at it and stitch it up. Okay. That was the advice that everybody gave me. Everybody said, don't let the ER doctor stitch it up. Let a plastic surgeon stitch it up because apparently they do a more thorough job and they prevent scarring more. Mm. And it's weird. I, I had never thought so seriously about plastic surgery for any reason, but I did have this fleeting thought because the scar is on my upper lip Mm -hmm. and I was thinking, I kind of wish that I got cut on my nose so I could get a nose job out of it. Oh, we were having those thoughts. Yeah, like I was having these fleeting thoughts like, oh, well, now I know a plastic surgeon. Uh So like it would be great if it was on my buckle fat or something. Sure, (laughs) sure. And you started thinking of other things to quote unquote improve. Yeah, and... You know, there is also this aspect to it that like now I have something on my face that I'm very self-conscious of Mm -hmm. and every day I feel a little bit better about it and a little more confident about going outside Um, and it is fading already but it is a cool scar even if it doesn't fade if I can just pop in and say that well thank you yeah and I don't know I I did actually have the thought like it is a little bit like sexy you know you're giving Disney villain but like oh my a sexy God. one. I love that. Jafar. <laughs> I am Jafar. No, actually, I'm, I would be Scar. You'd be Scar, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I've never considered, uh, I've never considered surgery in my life, mm-hmm. but this was kind of. It, you had an emotional response. I, I did. And then you were like, okay, now surgery. Right. And I, having had two nose jobs, one full, one half, you know. One full bath, one half bath. Uh, one of them, they didn't break the bone. Okay, so that was the half. That would be the, the one with no tub. What yeah. What do they do? I, I, I just realized oh, I wait. really don't understand nose jobs. We can, t- we can get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just I'm going to say as somebody who has had two surgeries that were completely for cosmetic reasons, when your brain went there and you were like, oh, like I should start. I should look into getting surgery or like, I didn't even know you were thinking about the nose thing. I thought you were just like, oh my God, my lip's going to be fucked up. Like 
how are we dealing with this? Well, I did think that too, like, yeah. you know, down the line, if it's still there, I could just have reconstructive surgery and, you know, change my whole face, end up looking <laughs> like Bella Hadid. You know, like I did have this thought that's like, well, I fucked up my face. I might as well like change my whole face. Sure. Like there was like this. I And again, it's not serious. It's not something that I'm actually going to do, but I, it, it just made but me But it's think, something that you thought about. And yeah. so it's something that I definitely want to discuss because I'm still not happy after these nose jobs and stuff like there are aspects of my nose that I'm like okay cool love that yeah I mean I look at your nose and I think she's got a perfect nose so interesting but I mean you famously can only sit or be filmed on one side of your face because you're self-conscious about yeah the unevenness which I don't see famously in this room but now you guys know I won't sit on Emily's right side um, just because <laughs> I think that I don't like that. Like, There's two different noses. It's two different profiles because it's a little crooked. And this is something that we spoke about, too, is nobody would notice that if I never brought it up. Yeah. Nobody would have noticed Raquel's crooked nose either. Yes. Yeah, so unless for, she for, brought it up. Well, so for the people who watch Vanderpump Rules, I mean, for the people who aren't, what are you doing with your life? But if you do, um, a few seasons ago, Raquel opened up about having had a nose job and she wasn't happy with the result because it leaned one way. I can't remember which way, but it it was crooked, essentially. When she said that, I honestly would have never noticed that it leaned one way or another. But after she said it, it was like my eyes were opened and I did see it. And I and it became That's super saying, noticeable man. to me. But I, I guess the moral of that story is that nobody is analyzing our faces as closely. Listen, that's as- not that can't be the moral because there are people with lopsided noses that I have noticed and they've never said them about them. But also mm. it's saying something about me because I'm a person who has looked at my nose so much. Yeah. Um, so maybe some people will notice, but it's usually only the people that it, like it means so much to them as well. Right. Um, but yeah, so there are other surgeries that I've considered getting and now at the point where I've already had to, uh, people in my life have kind of pointed out, they're like, you know, that this isn't going to be the solution, right? You know, like you have to know that this starts with your brain and if your brain's not happy, you're going to continually be finding something else to cut off. So the th- I mean, you guys have heard about my arms. I have been in for a liposuction consultation. What's interesting about that is they kind of tell you to lose weight first because they want to yeah. see what your body looks like at its like, quote unquote, healthiest. Well, what I've heard is that there is a genetic component, obviously, to where you store fat. Mm-hmm. So- Sometimes uh, surgeons will tell you to try to lose weight before the surgery to differentiate what is, quote, genetic fat versus fat that's just there from having gained weight or just fat that you're storing on your arms versus quite often it's called the stubborn fat, you know, Mm -hmm. the genetic fat that you just can't lose Mm -hmm. even if you dieted and exercised. Yeah, no. And I I think they could be being like, oh, Like, let's just see what your body actually looks like. But I'm like, what if this was like another mind game? And they were like, we don't think you actually need lipo. So we're going to tell you to diet because we know you won't do that. (laughs) We know that you'll never get the surgery. I would like to think that the plastic surgeons care that much. Like care that much about your well-being. There are some who do. Yeah. You know, like there are some people that you will ask them to over Botox the hell out of your face and they'll be like, no, you're done. Which that's a doctor that I trust. Yeah. I need On the flip side, there will be another doctor who you'll go in for one thing and they'll go, what do you think about cheek implants? Uh Uh-huh. You know? Well, if you're going to do this, we might as well do, you're going under, so we might as well fix that up. And you're like, I didn't even know that was a problem. I would say avoid doctors that ask you to do extra. Definitely. I because Or suggest extra. That's I've always been wary of it for that reason because I feel like sometimes they act like salesmen and they're just mm-hmm. trying to sell you a product mm-hmm. and it's not really in your best interest. Although I know that there are definitely responsible plastic surgeons. I just I've heard totally. some horror no, stories. I think it was really nice of my guy to be like, eh. For sure. You know? 
Yeah. So then did you leave that appointment thinking, oh, maybe I'll try to lose weight? Or were you like, fuck this? I don't even want to do it anymore. A combination. Yeah. You know, that I was like, okay, if we could do this, we'll do this. But then I was like, you'll never do this. Like, just (laughs) just go to therapy. Yeah. But you're so right. You would get it done. And then you'd maybe be happy for like a month. No, then I'd notice that my hip dips don't actually match my new skinny arms now. Right. So I'm going to get those chopped off. Then I'd go down to my saddlebags. And um, these are not real things. These are things that, you know, I came up with in my head. Wait a second. What are saddlebags? They're just, there's just love handles fat on the outside of your leg. It's oh, nothing. Oh, not love handles. It's nothing. No, it's not. They're not <laughs> a thing. It's a made up thing. Yeah. No, it's just your inner thighs. Oh, those don't match either. Cut them yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. We've talked about it a little bit. I know that like it was mostly something that you wanted to do. It wasn't something you felt pressured. In fact, people tried to talk you out of it, correct? Um, No, I would say I got made fun of by people that I knew who were not in my family. People about at school. my nose, yeah. But what my family say? tried to talk me out of it for a very long time. I mean, good, yeah. Because, but then again, but I would get mad at them because I was like, "You don't know how badly I want this." But I also, I don't think I realized how much it was informed by other people's opinions. Yeah, but that's so natural when you've been bullied for a specific thing. Sure, that to be like, if I changed that one thing. Everything would be better. Yeah, and it wasn't. And also, like, I I got mine done uh, junior year of high school. So I was either 16 or 17. And at that time, like, you did not get plastic surgery. And if you did, you did not talk about it. You lied about it. Oh, yeah. So our lie, and shout out to my cousin who did this lie with me. 
Our lie was that we were playing a family basketball game and my cousin's elbow came down on my face and I had to get a nose job. <laughs> and wait, your cousin volunteered to be the scapegoat. No, I told him, I said, you, you You're elbowed the me in the face. He said, I'm on board. Oh my God. What a trooper. What yeah. a ride or die. Great gay. Um, but nobody believed it. So that's the other thing is uh. I was so insecure and telling this lie and everyone's like, she's, it's the fucking highlights all over again. This girl is saying she sat in the sun and <laughs> it's just sun in guys. Yeah, no. And so then it, there was like that added level of embarrassment, which here's the thing about surgeries that I do like now is the transparency. Yeah. I think it is good that we know that people are having these things done. Earlier in celebrity culture and in like high society, you were not telling anyone anything because this was not something that everybody could get. So why tell them anyway? Like why let them in on industry secrets? Yeah. And so this is the one thing that I do like is the transparency of like my friend is a dermatologist and she posted this thing the other day of people getting Botox injections to fill up their cellulite in their butts and their thighs. And my first thought was, oh my God, this is so stupid. Like, why are you doing that when you could face tune? No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> quicker, easier, cheaper. But I was, but then my second thought was like, oh wait, this actually makes me feel a little better about the times that I've been like, how am I so lumpy when other people are so smooth? It kind of points out there's a thing that's smoothing people. A hundred percent. And on that note, I actually was having a conversation with a friend not too long ago. And um, it was about people in young Hollywood. Like we were talking about different people in young Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And she said, I really like this particular actress. I don't remember who it was, but because, you know, she's more natural. Like mm. she looks natural. Yeah. And I said to my friend, I was like, oh, but She's had so much work done. Yeah, like, just so you know, yeah. she's definitely had work done. And my friend said, oh, yeah, but that's not what I mean. Like, it's subtle work. She's still natural. Yes. So I think natural has become yes. a code word for you don't look like you've yes. had a lot of work and done. And a lot of people say that about my nose. Oh, but it looks so natural yeah, because it it's imperfect. Exactly. Like, it doesn't look exactly like the nose job nose that. Yeah, like it's screams. not the catalog that like mm -hmm. you go to doctor whatever and you get the same nose as every other whatever. You know what it is? People get very skinny bridges and and like pointy tips. That's what sucks about a doctor that is just doing the same nose on everyone. You don't want some. Now I'm like pro surgery. If you're gonna get a <laughs> nose, go to somebody who's gonna make a nose for your face because yeah. that's a, there's a lot of ones that it's like that won't work on your face and you're going to hate it. How did you approach getting your nose changed? Like, did you go in with a photo of what you wanted it to look like? Or did you just say, oh, I like, did you have a bump and you were like, just get rid of the bump? Like, no, how so did it I'm work? A, I'm a Photoshop demon and have been since seventh grade when I needed to Photoshop Ashton Kutcher and I dancing at the school dance. Oh, and, damn. Yeah. You did that in Adobe? In Adobe. That's impressive. Yeah. Then I, I started, this is this is a big reveal, I started photoshopping the shit out of my face and body. Like I would make my arms smaller, I would make my legs smaller, I would make my waist, whatever, but I really would go to town on my nose. Okay. And these weren't pictures I posted anywhere, it was just like my aspirations of what I could be someday. That's and so, so when I came in, it was with a photoshopped side angle and a photoshopped front angle. But I want. OK, to. OK. And he said this is achievable. I don't know. I don't remember. I was so I, young. It's just uh, that that's very interesting. I've never heard of somebody photoshopping their own after picture. I've had so many people pre their nose jobs come to me to do their mock ups. <laughs> Do you feel like ashamed? Not ashamed. I do. <laughs> well, we can get into that, but that's not what I was going to say. I was going to okay. say, do you feel awkward or weird being like, yeah, this is how I would change your nose? I lit I didn't at the time because I thought this is what they want. Right. And I'm an aesthete. Uh-huh. I know what people want or whatever, but I think that's exactly what, like being one of those doctors and being like, no, you, sh you should look like this, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. I, well, going back to something you said, I, I agree that the transparency is so important, mm -hmm. but we still don't have full transparency. Like 
especially with celebrities, just knowing. With some people. With some people, certainly. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to use I, this example has been used to death. But Kylie Jenner mm -hmm. did, wouldn't even admit that she had her lips done for the longest right. time. She said it was the lip kits. Right. So I think the tricky territory is when we get into this place where some people are admitting to it, some people aren't, and then some people are admitting to some things, but not admitting to other things, but uh, then simultaneously- it confuses people. It confuses people, yeah. and then they're also trying to sell us stuff yeah. that in theory will help us achieve that look, but that's not how they achieved and, it. But then we also have meme accounts that will point out the surgeries that they think people got, which I'm on the one hand like, Okay, that's really good because at least we'll have these people telling the truth. But on the other, it's like, is this a HIPAA violation? And like, <laughs> should you be talking, I don't know, about what you think people have had? To, I don't know. Yeah, it's not a HIPAA violation because it's purely speculative. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually a woman. But I, even when people are like, oh, I think that person has this personality disorder. I'm like, how can you diagnose? Oh, I hate that. that? Yeah, no, no, no. I hate that. But I, then when it comes to buckle fat, we're like, I definitely she's had it. Listen, that cannot be achieved by a gua sha. I'll tell you that much. Like, but I mean, I don't know. Also, some people's faces just mature at different times. Not overnight. But then that brings up another thing for me, which is there are two outlooks, two main outlooks that people have regarding plastic surgery mm -hmm. that I've heard. One is no one should get it. <laughs> you know, like there are people who think like, it's bad to get cosmetic procedures because that means that you're not comfortable with yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're not comfortable with yourself, then you're never going to be comfortable with yourself. Kind of what you were saying in, in that, like you get one thing done and then you're just going to want another thing. And it's domino effect. Yeah. yeah. So I guess there are people who think to truly be confident, you need to learn to be confident in whatever you have going on naturally, right? But then the but then other- where's the line? It's like, do you just wake up nude and your hair is messy and you don't do anything? Because that's me. And I love it. Like, no, but like I'm saying like, there's, it's well, much more gray. It's, it's more gray. And the other school of thought is that if I need to change something to be confident, why would I not do that? Like, if the only thing standing in my way between- me being confident or me never being confident is me changing what my nose looks like. It's just, how do you know? How do you know? How, do you, how do you know? How do you know? No, but like there are, and we'll talk about our listener responses because we have a lot of positive and a lot of negative that some people are like, this changed my life. I fucking love it. Yeah. And other ones that are like, either this went wrong or like, it just was blah and now I'm out 30K. You know, like, yeah. how do you know the first time? And everybody always does say it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. And also, like, I, I think we underestimate how much you change as you age emotionally. I was going to say a lot, like, besides the picking on, I think I had a lot of internalized anti-Semitism and my nose was much more classically Jewish. And I think I just remembered, like, everyone always praising the blue eyes and the blonde hair. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now let's get a nose to match this fucking... Aryan, whatever. But now I don't have that internalized anti-Semitism anymore. And I'm like, oh, what if I had just grown up a few years and learned a little more? Like, Yeah, that's with noses. That does become a part of it, too. I, I think I've shared this, but I knew people growing up who their parents told them when you turn 18 or maybe it was even 16. Because mm -hmm. I always thought the age was 18 that you could have something done. But no, I guess it's not. It's young. With parental consent, right? Yeah, I but so maybe it was 16. Like and also while we're talking about parental consent, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're talking about surgeries right now. We're just talking about cosmetic. We're not talking about gender affirming care or whatever. That's an entirely different conversation that Completely we can different. save for another day. Right now, it's just cosmetic for the sake of I hate my nose. Mm -hmm. I hate yeah. my nose because other people hate my nose. I hate my tits because they're too little because other people have said they're too little. That's how I felt. Or, yeah. Well, I, what I was going to say is I grew up with people who their parents would tell them when you turn 16, mm -hmm. you're getting a nose job, which like, is insane. It's just what you do. It's like, we're so sick of looking at you like this. Right. <laughs> but but, Get prepared. I, but if they never said that, then maybe those people wouldn't have felt one way or another about their noses to begin with. Mm. And then why do you need it? Like, why do you need it? If I had somebody make a joke because she got her nose broken during a field hockey game. Oh God. And all the moms were like, free nose job, free nose job or whatever. 
And I remember kind of getting like a little excited being like, okay, somebody else is going to get a nose job. This is really exciting because like clearly all the moms want it. Like she's going to go with it too. She did not get a nose job. She had her nose casted, like whatever. And like, because she didn't have that problem. So there are some people that can completely not be affected, which is amazing. Wow. Did her nose look different after that? No. Yeah. So she didn't break it hard enough. You know, (laughs) Owen Wilson has broken his nose like twice. And we love it. And love his little nose. Yeah. I love his nose. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it, and I I don't want to be like, you know, big noses add character to your face. Why would you remove that? Like I kind of am saying that it does add character, but some people don't want character in their face and that's okay too. Some, like I, I think I literally just wanted to disappear. Yeah. You know, I think you wanted to assimilate a and assimilate. Yeah. And just fit in and yeah. And that is, that is what you achieved. Like you look, well, to be honest, I don't know what your nose looked like before. I'll, I'll post a pic. Yeah, post a pic and we can compare and contrast. No, just <laughs> kidding. It's her nose. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is beer. But now with athletic brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, athletic brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol, allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores late nights and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Should we read some of these listener submitted experiences? Yes, for sure. Okay. This listener says, I got a nose job two months ago and it was the best thing I've ever done for my confidence. That's how I felt two months after too. Yeah, that, that this is okay. And I'm not saying that to this person that you're not going to feel this way or whatever. You might. I, it was an amazing quick fix. Mm-hmm. I loved it initially. The thing about a nose is it doesn't completely heal until six months. Oh. Um. So whatever. It, But also just that instant gratification thing itself, even if the nose doesn't change, 
it wears off. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, I want that high again. You said this to me when I was thinking about cutting off my hair. Uh um, And actually, a lot of people said this to me, like, you'll love it because you'll like the novelty of it at first. Yeah, it's so great. But then eventually it'll be like a son of a bitch to style. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, this isn't a perfect comparison, okay? But the point is, like, everything new is exciting. Like, you make a change. New boyfriend, wonderful. Boyfriend you've been with for seven years. Get out of my face. Go stink your breath in the other direction. Play video games when (laughs) I'm not home. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, so, yeah, I mean, I'm happy that you're happy. No, I'm so happy that you're happy. But also, just try to, let's let's write that down, you know? Let's try to keep that level of happiness. Write down how it makes you feel. Take all the pictures that you need, you know? Like, relish that, and let's try to make it ride out longer. Just because I don't want it to, like, peter out, and then you'd be like, okay, now time for lips. Right. If it is time for lips, this is, again, always up to your discretion. Yeah, that's fine. You want big so, ass lips? So many people. Someone said, I got Botox, forehead, crow's feet, and brow lift. Makes me f- look refreshed and prevent lines. And I love it. Good. If That's you great. love it, you love it. Yeah. I also want to note, I do think it also depends how old you are. Because when I was a teenager, I swore I was going to get a boob job the first mm-hmm. opportunity that I had. Mm-hmm. And now I really don't want that at all. I mean, we'll see after, you know, if I ever breastfeed. But mm. for now, like, it's really not even in my top 10 things that I would want, <laughs> like, if mm-hmm. I had stuff. So that's something to keep in mind. It's like if you're going in for something at age 18 or 19, it's more likely that you will feel differently later. If you're going in at age 30, mm-hmm. it could be completely different. You've probably thought about this for a very long time. So yeah, this person, uh, speaking of boobies, said I got a reduction mammoplasty when I was 26 because of neck, back and shoulder pain. Best decision ever made. Um, I know so many people that have had reductions that have not regretted a second. I know another person who got a reduction and they left too much boob and they had to go back in again. And it was another surgery and it was a massive headache for her. And she is happy now, but it's a, it's a lot. Wow. They left too much boob. So they were being conservative with the reduction. Up to the doctor's discretion too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Breast reductions change people's lives. Like absolutely they change people's lives. I have a friend who has a size F cup. And she is a tiny, tiny girl. And actually, since having kids, I think they've gone up a couple cup sizes, too. And she has always wanted a reduction. She says as soon as she's done having kids, she's going to get that reduction. And it's like, of course, get that. Like, I see the way that it impacts your life. When it's pain related. Oh, I'm like, I, I can't even, I can't imagine. Go for it. Imagine running. But this this person even said, I was pushing my lips out in photos anyway, so I decided to get lip fillers. I'm like, okay. Save I'm time. Duck face. Save time. Yeah. You know what? I like that reason. I do too. And I also like got both my ears pinned back a year ago to stop hating my reflection. I'm a new person. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Does it also make me sad that society has conditioned us to think like ears sticking out, like make you so upset like that? that I don't love that yeah but it's also like this is the water that we swim in we can't like not acknowledge that beauty standards exist totally totally and 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 everybody has a different aesthetic too like I'm sure to some people sticky outy ears are you don't even notice them um my boyfriend loves sticky outy ears oh yeah yeah whenever my hair is very straight and my ears stick out of it he's like oh you look so like an elf I was just going to say, did he watch Fern Gully growing up? He did. Because that, oh, actually, a friend of mine, Mm -hmm. when she was little, her mom caught her doing this in the mirror, and it it turned out she had been doing it for months. Mm -hmm. She wanted to be a fairy, so she was pulling out her ears, (gasps) and apparently it permanently changed her ears. They don't stick out like crazy, but they stick out more than they used to. She got what she wanted? Yes, but her mom caught her doing it, and she was like, what are... what are you doing? She's like, I want to be like Fern Gully. Yeah. <laughs> and um, her mom was so pissed, made her stop doing it. But apparently um, it stuck. So, yeah. She's that a living a elf. crazy, crazy story. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. All right. This person. Oh, this is, this is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. 
This person says, I got a mommy makeover because pregnancy wreaked havoc on my body. All right. I mean, that's a that's harsh. You've never been pregnant. I've never Let's been. Let's talk about it when we have. <laughs> no, absolutely. But wreaked havoc on my body is like, I hear all this terminology, like having kids ruins your body. Sometimes they split your butthole open. No, totally. But I don't think she's talking about her butthole. Let's okay. see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a mommy makeover refers to a set of cosmetic surgical procedures that help a woman regain her pre-pregnancy body shape. Mm. You can select from a variety of procedures, including breast augmentation, breast lift, tummy tuck, liposuction, labiaplasty, and a Brazilian butt lift. And maybe sewing your butthole back together. <laughs> and sewing your butthole back together, of course. No, that's a lot of things. And I've never seen it laid out as trying to get back to your pre-pregnancy body. Yeah, I, I don't think that's 100% possible, but I think it's it's just getting as closely as you can back mm -hmm. to it. I, I really don't have an, like, I don't have an ethical problem with this. Like, I, I think moms have to deal with enough, like new moms, and the effect that pregnancy has on your body image. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how, how I would handle it. Like but is this a chicken or the egg type of thing where a post-pregnant body is just not accepted? And now the norm is snapping it, getting snapped back into shape or whatever. Yeah. Like this is my ethical question with it. If not everybody can afford a mommy makeover, then doesn't life suck even harder for the people who can't and now are expected to snap back. And now they're seeing all these new moms walking around and with thinking their it's natural stomachs. Yeah, that's and I, and I still think that you need to be honest about what you've had done for that reason so that somebody doesn't just think, oh, that's your genetics or that's just naturally. I mean, how sometimes you... it just is your genetics, yeah, too. Some people and do that snap is back. something to just be like, wow. Yeah, th <laughs> this is <laughs> why I you. just I just hate snapback culture like I just mm -hmm. hate that idea because it's it's saying that like okay if you had a kid and maybe you have extra skin around your belly now like now you're not as good as the mom who just snapped back but you went through the same thing mm -hmm. like you went through the same thing you're both fucking warriors you're both you like you both created life with your body and that's amazing. Like the amazing thing is not what your body does after the pregnancy. The amazing thing is the pregnancy and delivery and, and creation of life. But, but that's not how we think. It's it's not. That's we a, as a society. We as a society are a very aesthetically focused society. And that's why I was kind of excited to do this episode too, because I have always felt I'm a very aesthetically focused person. And so to to try and like break the shackles of all of this is like... It's kind of tough. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. And and I mean, I'm aesthetically inclined, too. And I've thought about these things, too. And uh, I actually have thought before because I have a body type that I hold extra weight in my midsection. Mm -hmm. So I've thought before when I get pregnant, that's probably going to I'm probably going to gain weight there. And mm -hmm. I have thought maybe I would have a tummy tuck. I'm not against it. It would just, it would need to be something that I didn't just get because I felt like, oh, now I had a baby, so I'm ugly. You know what I mean? Like, this is the only thing that's keeping me from feeling good about myself. <sighs> Again, it's the only thing right now. Yeah. Until you get rid of it, and then something else is not up to the perfection standard now of the body. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you, you fix your belly and then now you're looking now at your you're ass. you're looking at your flabby, yeah. Yeah, you're like, now you're like, oh, my ass doesn't sit as high as it yeah. used to. So now I have to get a BBL. There's too much skin on my elbows. <laughs> can we this talk, perfect ladies, ass and this. <laughs> ladies, can we talk about the extra skin on our elbows? I love them. No, but it really does feel like that sometimes where it's like, what's the next thing going to be? Mm -hmm. Like when I see a magazine cover and... There's no lines anywhere on someone's body, like even their knees or their elbows. Elbows bend, guys. Yeah, I mean, but that's Photoshop too. Totally, but that's like that's not why? just surgery. But, or no, 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 it's not surgery. But it, but it's it it's the same point, which is like, why are we pretending like elbows shouldn't bend? Yeah, like like 
that's not okay for them to No, bend. we're trying anyway. to make everybody look like Barbie. Right. This person says, I got plastic surgery to build confidence. It's important to understand ahead of time that this will not solve everything, though. Yep. Very true. That is what I have been saying. And it also, there's this disconnect when everybody starts telling you, like, how great your nose is or how great your surgery is and you're still not happy. And then you don't feel like you can even own confidence mm. because you don't have it. But you yeah, also you know say? that some people are like, oh, but your nose is perfect. And I'm like, OK, so now I'm looking at a person who's like jealous of this nose that I don't like. And now I feel like compoundedly bad about so many things. This person says, I got a boob job and have zero regrets. Makes me feel like my body is whole. Mm -hmm. I love that. I have another friend who feels that exact way. She wanted boobs her entire life. A lot of people told her she didn't need them. She was like, no, I want them. Yeah. Like sometimes you just want the thing. And if you wait long enough and you have to pay for it yourself, this is another thing with cosmetic <laughs> stuff. Yeah. If you have to pay for it yourself, you really start thinking about like, do I need this? Do I want it bad? Do I need this? Yeah. This one was a positive response. I got Botox for headaches and to sweat less, and it has been really beneficial for me personally. I have heard that so much. Yeah, actually, so some people inject Botox into their armpits, which yeah. I've heard is really painful, yeah. but it does help with the sweating. chronic sweating. Yeah, and the headaches too. Like a lot of people go for like migraines. This I would say is less cosmetic because you're going in for different results. Yeah, well, yeah. Then but I guess it's still on a botulinum toxins. Yeah. Have you ever had Botox? No, not yet. Yeah, no, I haven't either. I, there's this whole... Oh, um, I hate that that's not yet. Like, it's inevitable. <laughs> I think, well, I interpreted not yet as like, I might in the future. That's which, what I mean. But but like... Yeah, I don't know. You know, you can't say one way or another what you might want. You I know? could just say no, though, right? You could just say you know, no, because like, that is also correct. Not yet. <laughs> I'm not wrinkling enough yet. Not yet. I'm only 33. Yeah. I'm in my Jesus year. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Botox to me is uh, kind of weird because like there's this whole school of thought that like it, that it's preventative and some people think it is preventative and some people think it's not. But now you see people getting Botox as young as like 21, 22, because they think it's going to prevent mm -hmm. aging, but we actually don't have. And don't. Those, I mean, not everyone, but those people generally start to look more mature. I'm happy you brought that up. I do think that it, even if it, like, I don't even know what older looks like. I don't think it actually ages your face. I think when we see somebody who mm -hmm. it's apparent that mm -hmm. they've had a lot. I'm like, of, oh, you must be my age. Exactly. Or something. That I think about that a lot with the housewives. Yeah. Because I, I, when I look at the housewives, I'm like, you don't really look younger. Like, is the goal to look younger? I actually think the goal has become, it's not even to look younger. It's a new aesthetic. Like, mm. it's an aesthetic that means you're rich, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why a lot of people like that glossy, plasticky, smooth, perfectly, no lines look is because it kind of like symbolizes wealth and privilege. Yeah. And I mean, one of our most common responses was, I want plastic surgery, but I can't afford it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a class indicator. <laughs> yep, it really is. Um, and then this person, we're, we're going to end with the positives. Okay, there's two more positives. I got a breast augmentation for my wedding dress, and I still love them 10 years later. I love adding boobs and not just cups. That's amazing. I got a liquid rhinoplasty, and it was the best decision. It's like a two year nose job trial. I wish what? I had done something like this. Like, Have lease you heard of the this? car before you buy the car. Yeah, no, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of this. Um, that Liquid sounds rhinoplasty. Cool. Okay. Negative experiences. Um, this person says, I earn my lines and wrinkles. I'm not mad at them. No ill will toward those who feel better fixing them though. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's somebody who just never got any surgery and feels good. I don't even think that's like a negative on surgery. No. They're just like, I, I, she's fine with her lines. Yeah. I'm, you know, people are proud of their tiger stripes. Yeah. You know, totally. there are so many things that if you're pregnant, you could look at your body and go, oh, look how much I fucked up. And then the other way of looking, oh, look what I did. Yeah. Look what I made. Look how much room I made. Totally, totally. I have these very pervasive two lines on my forehead. 
and they yeah, Remy's looking now. <laughs> I'm like, I don't see him. Okay. This is exactly what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. You notice things yeah. and other people don't notice them. Yeah. I notice so them, shut up. particularly no. <laughs> like when the sun is shining on them, I, I notice them mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, well, I can't help it. My face is expressive. Yeah. I furrow. Yeah. I, you know, when I'm puzzled, I look puzzled. So that's kind of my version of this is like, it's not so much I earned my lines and wrinkles, but it's like. That shows my personality. Yeah. Like. Yeah. People. Some people are probably annoyed by it, but but others probably like my expression. I hold on to my laugh lines because I laugh so little. Oh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it just reminds me of happy time. You know, I'm like, yeah, we laughed. It was fun. It's a cool way to look at. I it, also for think sure. they're cute. Um, this person said I haven't had any surgery. I'm afraid to mess with my body. Yeah, I feel that. That's okay because they could make a mistake. Yeah, and well, then you spent all that money, and your nose is crooked. Well, I don't know. If you, you can't breathe. I don't know if you know this, but there's an extremely high rate of people who get nose jobs who need a second. Yeah, who need because it doesn't come out the way they want the first time. It's a very hard Emily, thing to perfect. The thing that they did to me. It was like, I looked like a Whoville character. You could see the inside of my nostrils. Oh, like there a was piggy? a part of my nostril that was actually sticking out. Like, <laughs> like the inside of it okay, was so if, sticking out. If you out. had a booger, like there's no way that If I had hairs in oh. my nose, they were on the outside of my nose. Like little cat whiskers. It was not fun. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound fun. College is supposed to be fun. After how many years did you get the second? Did you get it fixed? Um, I did it the freshman summer. Of okay, college. so you ha so, so I went from junior year in high school to freshman summer. Okay, so you had beta version of your nose for like three years or two years. Two years, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I write in if you've had two nose jobs and what that experience was like. No, but then the other thing I think people go in for a third time is because nobody treated their breathing. They're like, oh, this is all purely cosmetic. And I, I'm i pretty sure my nose was deviated before the nose right, job. Right, because you have trouble breathing through your nose. Yeah. It is currently double deviated. I do need sinus surgery. I didn't even know that was a thing. Double deviated? Yeah. It goes one way and then it goes another way. Your nose is like a maze. And then it's I, a corn maze. And then I photoshopped it straight. And then I jumped back and forth between the pictures. And it's like... Doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> um, I just think it's incredible, incredibly bad that no one cared about the functionality of the nose. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. You would think they would have noticed that or been like, do you want us to check for you? Yeah. Or like do a breathing test or yeah. something. Like it just is crazy to me that you would sell somebody something. In this case, they're selling you a nose, mm -hmm. essentially, that doesn't work. Yeah. It, it, you're going to sell me a car She's that just doesn't a have an engine. Head. She doesn't actually have a job. Yeah, your nose is just there to look pretty. Yeah. And I always, similarly, with boob jobs, mm -hmm. when people are about to start like family planning and stuff, I would be like, wait, you're about to get pregnant. Yeah. Like, what do you, and I don't, I don't know the, actually the science of like, if the milk, I think the milk can still work and stuff. No, it can. Yeah. I learned that yeah. when I did extensive research for my for own boob, boob job. job. Yeah. <laughs> You can still breastfeed. Um, that was a myth. I have heard that myth okay. before. But your boobs change yeah. when you breastfeed. They change a lot. Mm -hmm. This person says, no, I haven't had any plastic surgery because in doing so, I would be telling myself I'm not good enough as my authentic self. This is kind of what I was saying. That's the school of thought that I've heard a lot. That's like, don't change anything about yourself. Just learn to be confident with what you have. And while I do agree with that in theory, I think it's much easier said than done, especially if you have something on your face or your body that's bothered you forever. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's just so, so tempting to want to change that. I do agree with you in theory, but in practice, I think it can be a little difficult. Yeah. This person said, I got my boobs done during the height of my body dysmorphia, immediate regret and guilt. Mm. Another person, I got a botched chin job to reduce my double chin and it left scarring and weird swelling pockets. I finally fixed it only by losing 100 pounds via diet and exercise years later. Botched, there's an entire show about surgeries gone wrong. Yeah, it's um, terrifying. And people who have had to live with hating themselves more than when they went under the knife the first mm -hmm. time. And for you can't years. go backwards. You can change it again. Again. But then it might mess it up even more. Yeah. 
I got breast implants and then was diagnosed with BII, breast implant illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a legitimate concern and I'm happy that I'm happy that this came up. According to the Breast Cancer Organization, breast implant illness refers to a wide range of symptoms that develop in some people who have reconstruction or cosmetic enlargement with breast implants. BII isn't an official medical diagnosis because it's still not well understood, but some experts believe BII symptoms may be caused by an autoimmune or inflammatory reaction to the implants. Yeah, exactly. It's a foreign object in your body. Mm-hmm. So the same way some people get uh, kidney transplants or, or different organ transplants and their body rejects it, sometimes that can happen. So it's important mm. to... Um, be informed about that and to discuss that with your doctor if you are undergoing that procedure. I used to have this weird, like, there's nothing, there's no foreign objects in my body supremacy where I'd be like, well, they just cut away from me. I don't have anything else in me, like a uh, boob job or whatever. And now I feel very stupid and rude for all of that. Did it's, you feel like one was more? I was just trying to make myself feel better that one was less surgery. Uh-huh. That's not true. It's all no. surgery. We're changing our appearances and we're admitting that. You know, totally. Like the only difference is one, you're chiseling away. Mm-hmm. And one's additive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then this person wrote in, and I feel very bad after this entire conversation. Like, I just, this is supposed to be a nuanced conversation. We're going to feel bad anyway. But this person said, in the depths of healing from a breast augmentation currently, and I feel like I made a mistake, feeling very anxious, painful, and swollen. What you need to be focusing on is just taking care of your body and healing and stuff. And you can, again, always make another decision. But right now, just take care of yourself. Yeah, and might I also add... That if you are currently healing from a breast augmentation, it's very natural to have a moment of being like, oh, maybe I did the wrong thing. Mm. Don't jump to conclusions. Wait until you're healed. And also the the breasts, I've heard the implants settle after a while. You know, it takes mm-hmm. a little while for them to settle. So you don't even really have a good grasp on what the end result is. You're still healing. So just nurse yourself back to health and then reassess. Totally. No matter where you are in your plastic surgery journey, maybe you're having regrets from plastic surgery. Maybe you're loving plastic surgery. Maybe you're thinking about plastic surgery. Like, we don't judge you at all. No. This is a no judgment zone. I I mean, personally, all of my thoughts are my own and come from these experiences that I personally know that surgery is never going to fix my happiness. I know therapy is where it starts for me because body dysmorphia is not a body issue. It's a brain issue. A hundred percent. And I hold your experience in very high esteem. Like I think you you have that opinion because you went through it Yeah, and you know that, you know, it, it, yeah, it changed your outsides, but it didn't change your insides. And that's always going to be true. However, if you want to change your outsides, we're totally pro bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. Change everything. It doesn't make a difference. It what is I your think. fucking body. Mm-hmm. And that's it for today's episode, guys. Yeah. Be sure to send your questions to DST at Betches.com. If you have any of them, we can get them answered here. Please follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And of course, follow me at Lubination. Follow me at Remy Casimir. And we are always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.